0: and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: The Cincinnati Bengals are the shining example of a quick rebuild. Going into this season, their Super Bowl odds were plus. 15,000, all right, which means if you bet $10 on them to win the Super Bowl before the season, if they end up pulling it off, you would profit $1,500, all right? This is one of the longest odds teams to ever make it this far. But what are some teams that maybe next year could recreate sort of a similar run? Maybe not quite with the odds the Bengals had. I think the only two teams that would be able to do that are the Texans and Jets. And I guess You know, maybe if Deshaun Watson comes back to the Texans, you could see that and and the Jets may have some similarities just because I've made videos slandering their starting quarterback before. And I guess they have a good good defensive core, sort of with Quinnen Williams and and Carl Lawson coming back next year and and, uh, Bryce Hall. So maybe the Jets could be in that conversation, but I'm gonna have three teams that I think are the most likely to go on a Cinderella run. I'm setting the odds cut off at 6000 so $10 would win $600, um, not plus $15,000. So without further ado, let's get into some of the sleeper playoff run teams that I could see happening next year. All right. At number three, I'm going to go with a team I was sort of high on last offseason, but everything ended up going off the rails, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And... Look, it's, it's not a great idea to bet on losers, and the Jaguars are losers. All right, they are. But the quickest way to turn things around is to get a great quarterback. And of all the young, bad quarterbacks in the league right now, I think Trevor Lawrence has as good a shot as any as growing into an elite caliber player in, the, in year two. All right. I look at his performance in the first year of his career. And I saw a guy with good pocket presence, with good arm strength, who made plenty of high caliber throws and was trying to make something work in an offense where it was impossible. Wide receivers dropping every pass, wide receivers running the wrong route, a coach that just up and left in the middle of the season, a toxic environment. Look, it's just hard to succeed in those situations. But the traits are there for him. I see someone setting protections and telling people where to go pre-snap. I see someone doing a really good job managing the pocket and having poise. And I see someone who can make every play, whether that be with his arms or his legs. The dude is going to be good at some point. And I firmly believe that. Why not in year two under Doug Peterson? They have the first overall pick again. So presumably they're getting another franchise altering player. On the defensive side of the ball, you've got Josh Allen, all right, Tyson Campbell made some really good strides towards the end of that year. Andre Sisko was a rookie last year, didn't get much playing time. Hopefully he can take a step up. Look, it's a lot of ifs. They're going to have to knock free agency out of the park. They're going to need to knock the draft out of the park. But if Lawrence can take a jump and Doug Peterson, who has won a Super Bowl before, can get things back on the rails coaching-wise... In the AFC South, a division that's a little bit questionable, I could see it. I'm not saying it's it's an over 50% chance. It's not probable. None of these are probable, but I could see it. When they do need to close out a game, they will be able to lean on James Robinson and ETN and have a strong rushing attack, hopefully. If you can add a big name wide receiver free agent, a true wide receiver one, All right, maybe draft another wide receiver in round two or three and still have DJ Chark. That's not a bad core all of a sudden. If you can imagine like a Godwin rookie Chark, that's that's okay. That is okay. That is good enough. And the offensive line, the interior of it, isn't the worst thing in the world. The tackles need to be addressed, although Walker Little it showed some flashes his rookie year. The, the infrastructure is there to be decent. The running backs, you just got to fix that front seven all right, outside of Josh Allen and and Miles Garrett in that front seven in Jacksonville, there's there's not a ton of starting caliber players. So, it's it's not a given, obviously, plus 12,000 odds. But like I said, I can see it. All right. Number 2, I have The Pittsburgh Steelers. And you may be thinking, all right, they were just in the playoffs. This is not the same as the Bengals. But they do have plus 7,000 odds to win the Super Bowl next year. They really don't have an answer at quarterback right now. Their defense took a step back. Their offensive line is a mess. Their their odds are long. But what are the odds they upgrade at quarterback? Big Ben was not a dangerous threat last year. He, he couldn't push the ball down the field. There were times where it was time to go get a long fourth down, and he would just check it down to Najee Harris. All right. He was just not a guy who was going to go out and win you games, and they still won a lot of games. All right. So the odds you can get a Marcus Mariota, the odds you can go out and get a, a rookie quarterback. I know they love Malik Willis or, or if, if he's gone, pickett it or, or whoever. The odds that he is just as good or better as Big Ben right off the bat, isn't an unthinkable scenario. So you've got a team who won nine games who could potentially upgrade a quarterback is, is that upgrade isn't on the roster right now, but they could add it right now. And at plus 7,000 odds, like you could get that before they do it. All right. If you wanted to bet on it, the skill position players are Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as like the big names. Juju is probably leaving. Um, But Deontay Johnson really stepped up this year and became a top-level wide receiver. I think he should have been in the Pro Bowl. Um, And then Claypool just didn't have the skill set that fit Ben Roethlisberger, right? You know, go-ball catcher, someone who's a real dynamic down-the-field dude. Just wasn't going to ever fit what Big Ben could do this year. But I think Claypool is still a really nice piece. And, I mean, before the season, people were looking at him as the best wide receiver in that trio and then, you know, he just didn't have a quarterback that, that fit that skill set. The offensive line needs a lot of work, all right? But so did the Bengals this year. It's possible to, if you can get a guy with good poise, uh, to, to deal with that, but it is hard to get a guy with good poise, plus, the, which is the 7,000 odds. Again, none of this is likely, you guys. The defense, though, is what really, and the coaching is what really makes this kind of enticing, though. the Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. So already you're probably going to get a team in playoff contention just because they always are. And on the defense, you have TJ Watt, you have Cameron Hayward still, uh, you have Minka Fitzpatrick still, the cornerback room needs work, a lot of work. And, and you could probably use an off ball linebacker. There's a lot of holes on that roster, but the, the, the high end talent on that defense is still there and can still, if you can fill some of the gaps, and get some better play at a couple different positions than you did last year, they can elevate themselves once again into a top half defense, maybe even a top 10 defense It's possible. So as far as the Steelers go, they were close to winning the division this year. There is a chance they can upgrade a quarterback. They have a good skill position group. They have the high end talent on defense. Crazier things have happened than than the Steelers uh, making a Cinderella run with an r- upstart rookie quarterback or, or maybe a Marcus Mariota mobile type of guy. I know that Tomlin has been dying for a mobile quarterback all season. Listen to his press conferences. He keeps saying like, oh, Big Ben isn't mobile, so he can't do this and this. He has a vision with a mobile quarterback you know add that aspect to the offense take some pressure off Najee Harris who just got a huge workload last year Um, make that running game more efficient make that passing game more dynamic make that defense a little bit better they were already a playoff team all those things happen for a team with plus 7,000 odds I, I, I like that bet for the Steelers but again far from a far from a sure thing and then my number one team is the Chicago Bears they don't have the, the skill position talent that the Bengals had going into this year. And they don't have a first round pick because they got Justin Fields. But Justin Fields is a big reason why I say this. Justin Fields is also a guy who I think can vault himself into the top 10 conversation. I think that he was my, well, I know that he was my second highest graded quarterback in last year's class behind Lawrence, right ahead of Trey Lance. And I think he flashed this year. I think his deep accuracy was as good as any of the rookie quarterbacks. Um, Obviously, he is a very good runner and can transform that running game in ways that you saw a little bit of this year, but you can even take it to maybe another level next year. Um, He is someone that has every throw – available to him on the field at all times because of his arm strength. He's someone who can make guys miss, who can, you know, when things break down, make a play. And that's what you like to see in the NFL today on the defense. You just got Matt Eberflus, all right, who plays a very safe brand of defense, not a guy who is going to play fast. All right. A guy who's going to blitz, a guy who's going to force a lot of sacks, a guy who is going to go man coverage and, and be like, your guys just can't win against our guys. No, very zone heavy cover two, cover four. Let's drop these guys in zones. Let's rush four and let's um, let's just prevent the big play and, and live to see another day. That, that is his mentality. Play slow. All right. Prevent the big play. Yes. We're not going to get many big plays ourselves, but neither are you. And it's, it's just going to kind of be a slower death, like force you to take the check downs all the time. Which is a decent style. I mean, it's a safe style. And you look at the results of the Colts' defenses, never among the very top, top, top of the league, but never at the very, very bottom. Always, you know, about average, maybe a little above type of defenses in Indianapolis. And now you go to Chicago. And I like that fit with that defense because the secondary needs a lot of work. The, the, Eddie Jackson has fallen off a little bit. They don't really have a lockdown corner. Jalen Johnson's a nice piece, but he's not really a lockdown corner. So those guys kind of maybe not being manned up all the time and, and being in more zones, it's going to work out. That, that's probably the optimal strategy for the personnel that they have in the secondary. But the difference between the Bears and the Colts is with Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack rushing from the edges and Akeem Hicks in the inside still, although he might request a trade. It hasn't happened yet. Um, but with those two edge rushers, you can get home with four more than the Colts can. So if you're not blitzing and you and you don't want to, you know, rush 6 and take guys out of coverage, you can still get home with that Bears front more than you can the Colts front. So I think I can project maybe even and you still got the the stud linebacker from Darius Leonard to Roquan Smith. That's that's a you still got that position locked up. But I think I can project maybe better results in this defense with the Bears guys than the Colts guys. So that's an above average defense if Justin Fields can take a leap into a good quarterback and you can pair him, obviously Allen Robinson is probably gone, which makes that wide receiving core pretty weak. That's probably where they go with the number one pick in that they have, which is in the second round. But maybe you take like a uh, trade up a couple picks and, and take a guy like Chris Olave pair Justin Fields with his college guy, just like Joe Burrow was paired with his college guy, Jamar chase. You're going to have a ton of wide receivers in free agency. All right, Darnell Mooney is, is a decent piece. He's a decent piece. And obviously you've got David Montgomery, who is a really good running back. So that is the big thing that the they're going to have a good defense, I feel. They might have a very good quarterback. The infrastructure and the rest of the offense needs to be the focus this offseason. I think they will go the Bengals route and draft that wide receiver with the first pick. Obviously it won't be as good as Chase, but for plus 7,500 odds, 7,500 odds. And with the NFC North, I wouldn't say it's wide open, but it's it's more open to the Bears now than I think it has been in the past. And we'll see what happens with Rodgers, and we'll see what happens in Minnesota with Cousins. But the Bears seem more poised to take that division now um, than than a lot of the other years in the past decade and a half. So, as far as being the next Bengals go, I, I look at the po- probability of Fields. I look at the defense. I look at maybe adding someone like Olave and i i see potential there i see potential there i think they if i had to bet on any team they're a little bit more functional than the jaguars i feel uh the steelers are a little bit cheating because they were technically just in the pl- in the playoffs so it's not really the next bengals but the odds are long enough where i'm kind of throwing them in as as long shot contenders but the bears are the team that i think show perhaps maybe not the most similarities but uh if I had to bet on a team to make a deep sleeper run, maybe, maybe I'd bet on the bears right now with their new coach and, and young quarterback and, and the defensive pieces that they have and the potential to add a, a wide receiver or a couple wide receivers. And I think you've got a decent team there. So that's all I've got for you this week. This is not necessarily uh, go bet on these teams immediately and lose your money. Cause they're all pretty long odds, but if you want to, and if you had to bet on a team with plus 600, 6,000 odds, I would maybe choose one of those three. All right, so thank you guys so much for watching. I had a lot of fun breaking it down. I'll have another video out soon, of course, uh, along with my co-hosts, Bladen and Spawn Hour. And be sure to subscribe to know when all those things come out. And thank you guys so much for watching. See you next time.